Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 142. Today we're going to be talking about what's better, stretch or smart goals. And these last couple episodes, we've been talking about the new year. We've been talking about 2020. Uh, The first episode of the new year, we talked about goal planning. And then last week's episode, we jumped into when is enough enough. And today I want to talk about the difference between stretch and smart goals and how you can really incorporate them into the work that you're doing. So some of you have heard of a stretch goal. Some of you have heard of smart goals, but may not know how to incorporate them in. So by the time we end today's episode, I hope that you understand what you need to do to move forward and to really activate this in the right way. A huge shout out. I started a new class this last week with my uh, newest group of Fundraising Freedom Academy students. And just, I'm, I'm really excited about you guys. I thank you if you're listening in, uh, if you're one of my students in that program, I am so excited about what you're going to do. Now that group of people is specifically working on putting on a signature fundraising for 2020 or possibly into 2021. So these guys are every single week working with me and I'm helping them build out that signature fundraiser. Now, the first question I asked them and I want to ask you is what is your goal? What is your big goal for 2020? What is it that you want to accomplish? Now, these guys had, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that they wanted to raise all the way up into a million plus. And obviously those numbers, if you've never raise that kind of money before can be daunting. And it's easy to feel a bit overwhelmed and feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if that's possible. What is? What are we going to even be able to accomplish? And so this is where the stretch and the, the smart goals play in here. So let's, let's go ahead and define the difference. So a stretch goal is actually a goal that allows you to go above and beyond what you think is even possible. So some people describe this as like super motivating and an inspiring goal, maybe super aggressively ambitious, you know, like just, this is so crazy ambitious. Uh, you're aiming for results that you radically, they're, they're just beyond your current capacity that your organization or you as an individual feel like you could actually attain. You want to focus on extremely difficult challenges that require, you know, innovative approaches for you to actually achieve them. And then also, you, you know, under the right conditions, you feel like it'll inspire you to a whole new level of commitment and that's really what a stretch goal is all about going above and beyond what you think is even possible to achieve now the smart goal on the other hand is one that is much more attainable and that's where it actually spells out the word smart and it means specific measurable achievable realistic and time bound and that's really when you're thinking about creating goals typically people want to say like you should really stay within that smart range i know some have gone above you know changed out things and they've called them smarter goals and whatever lots of different variations that come off the smart goal but really that is a pretty good description of what people look for when they're looking for a goal that is actually something that could be achieved in a timely setting. And so that's where the SMART goal is kind of the go-to resource when it comes to setting goals. So I want to challenge you today 
And I actually want you to consider throwing that smart goal idea out the window. I know. <laughs> okay. So some of you have heard me talk about how I set goals where when I set them, I set like really crazy goals. And so they are stretch goals. They're that, that big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG from good to great. You know, that it's like, I'm trying to create such Goal, like the goals that are going to be like, wow, if we, if we came here to do what we, we really, really want, this is what it is. On my call this last week with my Fundraising Freedom Academy students, I challenged one of our students specifically to think about the big goal. Because if you feel like you can only achieve half of it or a quarter of it, you're never going to tell people about the big goal. So you're going to set your sights on that smaller goal. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody might have the ability to write you a larger check, but they don't even know that you need it because you're not even talking about it. So for me, uh, I'm going to use my example that I often use, which was my, my million dollar goal when I worked for the American Cancer Society. And that million dollar goal was really what drove me. And I was very, very ambitious. I was like, I had never done a fundraiser larger than $25,000. I mean, crazy. So to think that I was going to go from a $25,000 fundraiser to a million dollar fundraiser seemed a bit like I was off my rocker, right? Like I, that's crazy talk. But for me, I started to pay attention to what my other, you know, what the counterparts of my organization were doing. And I, I saw that somebody else had raised a million dollars in the same kind of environment that I was working in. And then I saw somebody else who had raised $4 million where they had been doing this for years and years and years. So it made sense that a $4 million goal was totally doable for them. But I knew that $4 million, now that was just crazy, okay? Like I, I was not expecting a miracle to happen here. But I, I did know that a million dollars was attainable. It was something that I'm like, at some point, did I think that a million dollars could have been achieved in the first year? Um, you know, when I first got started, I thought maybe, but you know, obviously as I started moving through the process, I knew that a million dollars was probably not going to happen in my first, second or third year of doing the fundraiser. So, but I still kept that million dollar stretch goal in my mind through the entire process. And I also knew that one of my counterparts had done $1.8 million in that year in a first year event. So I knew that the, the million dollar goal that somebody else had done, now they had done that after many, many years of working on their fundraiser, but this one particular fundraiser happened in its first year. And it was a big city, it was Chicago. Like I knew that they were much larger than what I was working in, but I still knew that there was something special about the way that they were doing their fundraiser. And so whenever I set goals, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what is something, what is it that we need? What is it that we, I think that that this group of people, the people that I'm working with can actually accomplish. Now, I want you to see that this is how I work with every single one of my clients, whether it's a capital campaign, whether it's a, you know, a building campaign or a, you know, we're, we're renovating a building or we're trying to raise funds to pay off debt or any, any specific general, you know, like your general operating expenses that you're trying to raise for your cause. Now, every single one of them, I use the same exact process. You guys know I use the freedom steps that I teach in my book, Fundraising Freedom. But so I'm focusing my vision as number one, focus your vision, running my research, and then going through the process. Now, as I'm focusing my vision and I'm looking at the dollars, this is where I start to realize whether or not the number is even possible. If it's something that I'm, I want to achieve at some point. So if it's going to cost, a million dollars to do this building campaign that you're talking about, why would I set my goal for $500,000, right? That doesn't make any sense. 
Now for me, it's like, I'm starting, I, I want to go much bigger. I'm always going much larger. So I want to see, okay, it costs a million dollars for the building. It's going to cost X amount for three years of operating expenses. Here's what it's going to cost us to, you know, purchase the land, whatever. So you start incorporating all those numbers. And that really happens when you're in your vision, you know, section, you're looking at the timeline, the budget, your mission, and your vision. And then when you start to do your research, you might find that you need to up your numbers. But that's where I want, by the time I get into that research phase, I'm starting to realize that my numbers are pretty good or they need to be adjusted. And then as I bring my team on, now I start to have conversations with, as I enlist my team in step three, I start to talk to people about the process and I say, okay, what do you think? And so when I set my million dollar goal, I knew it was a stretch goal. And I will tell you the smart goal, and I've said this, if you've been listening for a while, you know that the smart goal (laughs) that I was given, and this was based on feasibility studies and all the research that was done, which is also why I'm not a huge fan of feasibility studies, because I, I believe that you can raise a whole heck of a lot more money than any feasibility study could tell you. (laughs) But the feasibility study told me that I should only be able to raise $50,000 in my community. So $50,000 was the actual goal that was given to me, the SMART goal by my supervisor. But then I sat down and I created this stretch goal. And now if you guys have been listening to the show for very long or want to go back into the episodes, uh, episode 103 uh, is an episode where I interviewed my former boss, the lady who actually hired me for this position that I'm talking about, Bridget Myers. And she talks about stretch goals in that episode as well as she talks about recruiting corporate donors. And But she was, is, and was a master of creating stretch goals because it was always like, let's keep pushing ourselves to the next level. And I've been studying a lot recently about high performers uh, because I would consider myself a high performer. I like setting goals. I like being that achiever and knocking out those kinds of things. But what I'm learning more and more about high performers is that we like the challenge of, of actually working through the process just as much as we like achieving the goals. So I, I, you know, and it's so true. I love when I can set a, you know, this big goal, this big stretch goal for whatever I'm working on. And I absolutely love it when I achieve a goal. No, hands down, that's awesome. Obviously, that is a really big deal and, and great. And why I'm doing setting goals in the first place is to actually achieve them. But I have found that I actually enjoy the process and the challenges that come with achieving a high, you know, one of these amazing goals that I set is that that the process entirely is so big for me. It's that's the fun in it. And some people will ask me about, you know, why do I love fundraising and why do I think it's, you know, I mean, how, how I've had such a passion for it. And I really think it's because I I just love the process of taking somebody from being a stranger and then engaging them into the process of here's what our organization does, here's the difference that you can make. And by educating them on what it is that our cause does and matching their passions and their interest and their ability, of course, to write a check, to make a donation. And together, they have something that we want, we have something that they want, and now we're this perfect fit and we're this match for each other so that we can go do really crazy, incredible things through the cause that we both care about. But I have watched people who are just absolute strangers to the organizations that I work with. They don't know anything about the cause. They couldn't tell you anything about the mission or vision 
mission or anything that we've achieved as an organization. But as we introduce them gradually into the work that we do, and we start talking about what do they care about and what are they interested in? What do they think about? You know, because every single high performer, all these achievers, these people that are out there that are making really good money in their businesses and in the work that they do, you better believe that they sit down and do this exact same thing that we're talking about, these stretch goals, these smart goals, and they're trying to figure out how can I make more money? And you want to know what the driving force is for them. Many of them is it's that they can give more money away. So they're strategically planning out their year, thinking about how can they be more generous and how can they give more away? And I'll be honest, that is the huge driving factor for me right now in my business is that I want to give a crazy fat check away at the end of the year. And so every decision that I'm making for my business right now all revolves back around, I want to write that check to that charity. And if I don't follow through with what I need to do. If I don't use that as a gauge on whether or not I take on a project that will ultimately result in whether I can write that check or not. And your generous donors that are out there, they are doing the same thing with their businesses. They're, they're thinking through how can we be very strategic about what we do so that we can give more money away. And so you're just, you're on the receiving end of that, that their generosity and their giving. And so that's what we're, we're talking about here is just making making a match within these two organizations or a family, an individual, a corporation and your cause. How can this be a good fit for each other? But I will say that I believe really strongly in stretch goals. And the reason for that is because I don't really care to fail. And I know that there's a lot of people who they don't even want to go down that path. They're afraid to actually put a number on a sheet of paper that may not be attainable and therefore they fail. And all I got to say is when it comes to fundraising and it comes to raising money there, I mean, you really, either you raise it or you don't, or you raise some and you raise, you don't raise some like in the end. I just kind of feel like there's really no way to fail here. So let's just say I set a million dollar goal. I don't reach it, but I get close and I get, and that's why whenever I tell people that I net $500,000 my first year on that million dollar stretch goal fundraiser and my smart goal was $50,000. So did I fail or did I succeed? You know, we went from $50,000 as being the smart goal to the stretch goal of a million. And in the end, we net $500,000 for our cause. And I know in year two, year three, you know, we raised 500,000 in year one, 600,000 in year two, and over $715,000 in year three. And I remember in year four, and I've shared this before that in year four, I had volunteers who were upset when we raised $600,000 again. So 500, 600, 700, and then we bounced back to 600. And I had volunteers who were just devastated at the fact that we might not raise 800 or 900 or a million dollars that next year, which I absolutely love. But remember the goal, the $50,000 smart goal was still the kind of the number that I was looking at where I'm like, well, yeah, we did 500,000 last year, but but that was because we set these crazy goals for ourselves and we worked really hard to achieve them. And I know exactly what happened in that year that we, we declined, you know, and it's very common 
And this was where my, my mentor came into play and he said, you know what, it's very common to see a decline after the, usually it's in the third or fourth year of a fundraising event because the newness starts to wear off and people start to feel like, oh, it's kind of the same. Oh, it's old hat. And so people just kind of get bored with it. But then he also shared with me that what oftentimes happens is that the, the decline doesn't always happen because of the outside world, like donors decline in their giving or or you know, donations aren't coming in at the same level, what actually happen, happens is that we tend to combust from within. So it's usually an internal battle that happens. This is where volunteers start to bicker and they start to not, you know, always communicate well with each other or staff turnover or, you know, all the different elements that happen. But a lot of times it does happen from inside. So when you look at donations and you see them declining, sometimes it's in the, it's the environment, the economy, whatever, but most often it's internally the board, the volunteers, the staff. And that's what I just want to caution you with is that setting these big goals, I mean, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from putting those numbers on a sheet of paper and going after them? I would assume nothing besides you having a fear of not achieving it. And so I want to encourage you on today's show to not allow your own fear of failure to step in the way of setting the goals that you really, really want for your cause and for the work that you do. Now, one of the questions I ask when I first start working with a client is how much do you want to raise? And I know I've said that before, but how much do you want to raise? And so when they tell me what the number is, I'll I'll ask again and I'll ask, is that once you raise that money, what happens next? So we've, we've completely, we've met our goal. Let's just say it's $500,000. We've made $500,000. Now what? And now it's, well, we actually need more like 620 and, but the 500 will get us by. That'll let us do exactly what we need to do. It'll keep our doors open. It'll allow us to pay our staff and and that'll be good. But honestly, we really could use 620,000. And then I say, why are you not raising 620,000? You know, and I see this over and over and over again. It's like this fear of not being too greedy or I don't, I don't know what gets into our head about why we don't just go after what we want. And so I I think that these stretch goals allow us to really dream bigger and start thinking about what is it that we actually need in order to do the things that we really need to do. If there is a need in your community and people are knocking on your door and you're trying to fulfill that, well, why are we trying to just do the bare minimum? Let's, Let's put those numbers on paper because if you never tell people that that need is there, they can't help you. And that's what I think that we forget is that, you know, we're trying to be rational and logical when it comes to the numbers that we put on paper, but why don't we just give them everything that they need to know? Now, I'm not saying that your internal numbers need to be the same. Like maybe when you guys are creating those, uh, you know, the fundraisers and the goals that you have, you have a staff goal. Here's what we think that we can actually accomplish this year. But when you're talking to your volunteer team and the team of people who are actually going out and raising money, that's when you start to, that's when you really use those stretch goals and you use the big dollar goals that you're trying to reach. Now, if you don't raise the big number, that's okay. And I know that sometimes they're like, oh, but what if it goes out in the media and then the media says, oh, they didn't reach their goal. And oh, what if, you know, people say they start talking about us and say, well, they never reached their goal. (laughs) That never, I, I mean, honestly, 
It has never happened for me. I've never had to feel sorry or feel bad about us not reaching a goal because in the end, when the media or any of these people come and approach you, they just flat out say, how much did you guys raise? I have never had anybody come and say, well, what was your goal? And did you actually reach your goal? And how close are you to meeting that goal? When you start raising bigger dollars, people don't care about that. They just say, oh my gosh, you raised what? And that's what people would say. Every time we raised those dollars, it was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you guys raised a half a million dollars or whoa, you guys raised 600 or 700,000. And then we started using the, the combined numbers, you know, after year three, we were saying, or well, it was year five when I was done. And I believe that at that point we had raised $3.2 million in five years. Now that sounds pretty sweet, right? <laughs> Like that makes for a great headline on a press release. And so that's what we started to incorporate in. And it's like, you just, you can, you control the story. You can tell people whatever you want. You don't have to say, oh, we only met 70% of our goal and we didn't get there. Like, why would you ever say that? Like, that's not even necessary. So think through how you want to actually go after your goals. And I want you to be very, very smart. I'm going to tell you to be smart about it, but my smart smart is a, is a different, different definition than the, than the typical smart goal is that I want you to sit down with a sheet of paper and write down all the dreams, everything that it's going to take to actually accomplish your goals. Now I had a recent client that I was working with and they were talking about all the staff people that they wanted to bring on, the kinds of people that they wanted to impact, how many they wanted to reach. And as they started putting these numbers down on paper, they're like, well, we can't hire those staff and we can't do this and we can't do that. And everything that came out of their mouth was about all the things that they couldn't do. And I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, well, we get our funding from here and we get our funding from here. And it's like, well, why can't you get your funding somewhere else? you have a bank account, right? Like you don't have to just have your money come in from these few sources. You can create new revenue sources. You can create new ways, right? And so it's just thinking outside of the box and starting. And I even, I even flat out said, take your power back, take your power back. Nobody controls what you can and can't do, but you And so if you've got these goals and you're like, we need more staff and we need more people to help us. And maybe these are the tools and resources that we need. Maybe you need a fundraiser, somebody like me, you know, maybe there's some, you know, other resources, other tools that you need that you're just like, well, we can't afford that. We can't do this. We can't do that. And you're the one that's stopping you from moving forward and actually raising the funds that could cover everything that you need. And so for me, I just plan when, when we're talking about, uh, you know, any number, it doesn't matter how much the fundraising goal is. It doesn't really matter. The process is still the same. I'm still going through my fundraising freedom process with every single dollar amount. But as you can imagine, the team of people that I'm bringing together to raise a multi-million dollar campaign is a different looking team than the fundraiser that I'm doing for a smaller amount of money. And so that's why I believe it's so important to have your stretch goals set up in advance and that you're working them as though the stretch goal is happening so that you can actually achieve your SMART goal and you can achieve your stretch goal. Whether that stretch goal happens in year one, two, or three, that doesn't matter. At least you're set up so that you don't you know, bust out at the seams because you know that you've put on that fundraiser before where you raise $10,000 and you're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. We raised $10,000. 
And then you start dreaming bigger and you're like, well, what if we could raise $50,000 with that fundraiser? And all of a sudden you realize, oh shoot, we, we can't use that same venue. There's no way we could have that many people come into that venue. And we don't, we can't, you know, we just don't have the funds or we don't have the resources to expand that large, you know, whether it's food or logistics, whatever you start coming up with all the reasons why now that one single fundraiser can't actually grow with you. So, but what if you had planned that fundraiser to have raised a hundred thousand dollars instead of 10,000, and now you were ready to grow so that you can continue to build that thing out and eventually raise a hundred thousand plus with it. That's what I want you to start thinking about. And that's why stretch goals are way more important than smart goals. So I want to encourage you because I know you're in this season of goal planning and thinking through what it is that you're going to do and how you're going to achieve it. But start with your stretch goal first and then work your way backwards because that way you're building your system out to withstand that that growth that you actually need to do the work that you want to do. So start thinking about those numbers in a bigger way. I don't get afraid. I don't I'm not nervous about those bigger dollars because you're not raising that today. <laughs> like it, there's no pressure. You're not putting any extra pers- pressure on yourself, but you are setting yourself up so that you are, you know, that the jug, everything is big enough. I kind of think about a gallon jug, you know, that it's like, I mean, you've got all this space in a gallon jug, but what if it, what if you were trying to raise money and it was a pint that you were holding? Well, you're going to fill that pint so much quicker than the gallon. So it's like, why not create mentally the space for the gallon so that you can, think through this in a much bigger way and eventually fill that gallon, you know, tub with what it is that you're looking for. Okay. So I know that's kind of a weird analogy, but, uh, but that's kind of how I think in my mind where I'm like, okay, how big do I have to think here in order for us to grow to that scale? And I am not disappointed. Like I've said before is that I'm not disappointed if I don't meet my goal. And so I'm going to challenge you today on this stretch goal idea to think bigger to think about what it is that's going to actually get you excited because there's something really important about having that energy and that excitement and that urgency of what it is that you're doing. And I want to challenge you to start thinking in that really big way so that in the next year, two, three, you actually raise the funds that you really need. I, I think that it's it's the worst thing that you can do to donors by by raising a ton of money and then going back to them and saying, you know what, last year wasn't really that good. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't good enough. Now we're coming to you for more. And that's the worst thing you can do to donors instead of saying, oh my gosh, we raised so much money that now we had to go back to the drawing board and we started to dream even bigger. I would rather you do that in the course of three years where you're like, you know, this is what we were thinking of, but man, we just far exceeded any expectations that we would have had. And we're going back to the drawing board and look at what we're able to accomplish here. But I want you to start thinking through that. And that's really where strategic planning comes into play. And if you have that three, five, 10 year strategic plan, then now you know what you're working towards and you can start to see bigger dollars and how that all flows together. For today, I just want you to think about the stretch goal. Think about the numbers that you need to start telling to the general public, the population of people that you're sitting down with and having conversations about potentially giving to your cause. I want them to dream with you. I want them to grow with you year after year after year. And so think bigger, think about phases, think about how you can maybe do things in a handful of phases where it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do now. Here's what 
what we're gonna do next and here's where we're eventually gonna go. That just helps people to stay with you and keep them excited through the process as they grow with you. So, all right, on that note, I hope that you got some clarity on your stretch goals versus your SMART goals. I don't want you to throw the SMART goals out the window, but I want you to make sure that you are stretching and you're pushing yourself to the next level and that you're not allowing fear or a sense of failure to stop you. If you need help as you're moving through this, you guys know that you can always reach out to me, mary at maryvaloney.com. You can jump on my website. Of course, there's lots of resources there. And if you haven't picked up the book, Fundraising Freedom, be sure to do that. Get your board to start listening or listen to the audiobook or reading the book. I think it's important for you guys to all be on the same page so that you're working together as a unit. And if you ha- if you do not have a strategic plan and you have not created a strategic plan, I'm going to encourage you to check out nonprofitexecutiveclub.com. Okay. Nonprofitexecutiveclub.com. I'll put it in the show notes. There's also a podcast that I have been doing with my friend, Joel Kessel. So Joel is a strategic planner. He is the one that helps you with strategic planning. So I encourage you to check out what he does because I think that it's important that you have a clear plan so that you can start raising funds that match that plan. But if you want to jump in with us, that program, it's super inexpensive, a monthly program that you can come in for as long as you need, but you can check out all the details on that at nonprofitexecutiveclub.com. So, all right. In the meantime, I hope you guys have a great week. Let's go change the world one volunteer and one dollar at a time.